11.32, this is Game Time with Tom Stretch and uh, and Stephen in for a ailing Garrett. And we hope that he uh, is feeling better and back with us real soon. Going to welcome into the program from the Waco Tribune Herald, Bryce Cherry. Bryce, how are you, my friend? Doing wonderful. How about you guys? Doing great. A lot, a lot of fun. A lot of stuff going on. And one of the conversations we've been having today is is the fact that the renewal of a Southwest Conference rivalry and and just teams playing within the state. I mean, this is you know it's for for a lot of reasons. I, I think it's a great plan that that uh, that that Baylor's going to play Houston, and I'd like to see more schools within the state even you know, that they're not in the same conference but still play each other because I, I just think that it's it's interesting and, and uh, there's recruiting and there's also television that is that would be intrigued by it. Yeah, absolutely. When that turned out to be the game that, uh, you know, Mac Rose was able to, uh, you know, pull out and replace, uh, you know, the La Tech game with, um, you know, I think it was appealing on a lot of levels that you just mentioned. I mean, uh, you know, there's a nostalgia factor there um you know i mean people who remember when baylor it, it's remarkable to me and a little bit of a head scratcher that it's been 25 years mm-hmm. that these teams have played uh you know john werner's talking to grant taft this week just about some of those uh old baylor houston games uh, coach taft probably played you know more baylor houston games than anyone maybe maybe bill yeoman but um but yeah, I mean it's cool to see, and like you said, it it uh, allows for recruiting opportunities. It allows for uh, you know fans that um, you know maybe uh, from Houston to come up to Waco, and then vice versa. Because obviously, you know this is sort of a unique thing in that this was not just a a plug and play kind of game. This is actually going to be a series. They're going to play twice more, so uh, that's cool to see as well. Bryce, let me ask you something. It's Glenn Smith. The, the transition to Larry Fedora's offense for Charlie Brewer, how, how, how are you hearing that's going? And t- tell me a little bit about, the, you know, how, how Charlie has kind of taken hold of the offense this being his senior year. Yeah, they really like uh, how Charlie's operated the offense in practice. Obviously, practice is, is practice, you know. I mean, uh, Alan Iverson mentioned that, I think. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, he, he's looking good. What they've really uh, talked a lot about is, it, it, A, his leadership. He's a senior now. He's done this for four years. Charlie, to me, has never been just the most, you know, vocal guy uh, as a quarterback, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's, he has a little bit different personality, but I think he's taken on a little bit more of that um, this year. And then, you know, they've remarked about just how fast he's getting the ball out. And I think that's a, a, you know, an important thing in this offense when you're trying to make quick reads and quick decisions and, and getting the ball out in space quickly to your, playmakers and and he's doing that in practice and so uh, I think it's going to be a good fit for him Um, and you know uh, maybe maybe even a little more tailor-made for some of the things that Charlie can do. Visiting with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald. Bryce uh, the league the league took uh, took a punch in the gut from the uh, Sunbelt Conference and it has gotten it has gotten a lot of national attention as well. 
Yeah, you know, I was actually just reading a column this morning from from Kirk Bowles at the Austin American, you know, just talking about uh, the Big 12 getting sun-belted, as he talked, <laughs> as he mentioned it. I thought that was a pretty good line. Uh, columnists get jealous of each other when we have good lines. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. It was not a good week for the Big 12. And the uh, point that, that Kirk made in his column that resonated with me was, um, you know, the optics of it are even worse because you have all these other conferences that aren't playing. And so uh, the Big 12 has a little bit of a spotlight on it. And it, it, you know, even though teams like Oklahoma and Texas weren't the ones to fall, it, it doesn't help them any, any at all because, you know, now the conference is looked at as weaker because, you know, here they've gone out and lost games that they, you know, presumably should have won. Now that's not taking anything away from some of these Sunbelt teams. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with the job that Blake Anderson has done at, at Arkansas state. That's a Hubbard guy. That's pretty cool. You know, guy from Hubbard, Texas, uh, leading that, that team. And, um, and then, you know, this is the second straight year that uh, Coastal Carolina has beaten Kansas. And the funny thing about that is, so we make our picks in the paper, and uh, we had, on all the Big 12 games, it was John, myself, Chad, and, and Glenn Beatty, and, and we had gone completely the same on all the picks. And I literally took Coastal Carolina just, so that we had something different, <laughs> you know? So I ended up getting one up on all of them. 1138, 22 away from, from noon. And you mentioned uh, he's from Hubbard and the uh, Rashad Paul is from Bremont. So, you know, they, they may have a reunion going on, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Rashad had kind of been buried there at A&M on the depth chart. And so pretty cool that, you know, he, he's getting a shot now. So, yeah, he was uh, and uh, talking about Rashad Paul. That was one that Chad and I just brought up on a podcast about some of the best high school football players we've ever seen, and he's got to be up there. What a run at Bremont, three straight state championships. No question. Uh, we're talking with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald. And back to the Baylor game real quick. Were, were you surprised just how quickly they were able to put this thing together? Absolutely, uh, and I have I have a conversation coming with Mac Rhodes where I'm you know hopefully get a little more uh, enlightenment on that. But I think that his um, ties with Houston really you know paid dividends in this respect. I mean you know whenever you leave a place, I think it's important not to burn your bridges, you know to to keep those lines of communication open and and. And obviously in this case, Mac knows, still knows a lot of people at Houston. Um, uh, and, of course, Dave Aranda and, and Dana Holgerson know each other and coach together, um, you know, under Art Bryle. So they have that connection. And so um, it's, it's cool that he was able to, to put this together so quickly. And I think those ties really uh, made, a, made a big impact. And the fact that they were willing to, you know, like I said, you know, continue this series into the future. Um, it was funny, Dave Aranda on his press conference yesterday when when we were asking him about just all the sort of back and forth, will, will you play, will, won't you play? I mean, uh, he was, you know, at one point thinking they were just going to have an inter-squad scrimmage this week, you know. 
um, he he compared it to uh, like when he was a kid, he would trade baseball cards. You know, um, <laughs> it was like I'll swap you this uh, Steve Sachs for that, uh, you know, uh, Billy Hatcher or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, it just felt like because uh, I think there were there were multiple teams in play that that they, Baylor was trying to to get a game with, and, and ultimately Houston was the one that that worked out. Bryce, I'm sorry to, to bring the room down a little bit, but I wanted to ask you about your beloved Houston Rockets. Uh, I know that they, they go out to the Lakers and D'Antoni leaves. So what do you think? They're obviously a team that's not afraid to reshuffle and rebuild that roster. What do you feel like they look like uh, next season? Yeah, I like how you cou- <laughs> like how you couch that for sure. I'm, I'm so <laughs> salty about the Rockets. You could sprinkle me on tortilla chips, man. Uh, uh, they <laughs> They're just a mess. I mean, it's just a complete mess. Uh, I am all uh, so I am thankful for Mike D'Antoni's service, but it is absolutely time for those two to part ways. I personally am kind of done with Daryl Morey as a general manager. Um, I think that all the analytics and and everything his his approach to things uh, has not has not paid off ultimately. I mean, they've had, so they were a Chris Paul hamstring away from winning the championship, uh, you know, in 2017. I mean, that that's hard to deny. They were up three, two on the Warriors and, and Paul gets hurt. I think they would have won one of those two games with Chris Paul. Uh, that said, um, you know, you still traded for, a guy that's injury prone who gets hurt a lot. And um, it's kind of remarkable that Chris Paul at the age he was managed to get through this season um, healthy, but that makes me even saltier. (laughs) uh, I just think the roster as presently constructed is, uh, is kind of flawed. Um, They're going to have to shake it up because whoever the new coach is, is probably going to have a different style than Dan Tony. I mean, um, and, you know, for more than 100 years, big guys in basketball have mattered. <laughs> um, and I know the NBA has changed and evolved a lot. I'm, I watch more NBA than anybody. And, um, and the current big guy is, is different from, you know, the back to the basket, back them down, you know, jump hook type big man of, of old. But at the same time, they still come in handy when a you need to get a rebound and B uh, you need to protect the rim. I mean, that was the thing that the Rockets, they actually played some pretty good defense, uh, you know, in beating the thunder, but against the Lakers, they just wore down and um, you know, Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee and those guys, um, you know, it's tough for the little PJ Tuckers of the world to guard those guys all game long. So yeah, they're going to – and I, I could go on and on, but the, the they're locked into some big contracts with, with Harden and Westbrook. And so it, I personally just want them to hit the reset button and go to the complete rebuild. But I don't know if they have the um, the assets to trade away to get all the draft picks they would need to do that because they've traded all their draft picks and getting Russell Westbrook. So it's a mess. I, you know, like I said, you can tell that I'm I'm not happy. <laughs> it's 11:44, and and Bryce, uh, before we let you go, let's talk a little high school football. What do you guys uh, What are you guys covering this week? 
So, yeah, there's some really great games this week. Uh, you know, some weeks you go, oh, you know, okay, there's, yeah, we'll cover this one and this one. I mean, but it's not as good this week. Uh, there's no question that uh, anytime you get a number one versus number two game, that's uh, pretty exciting. And that's what you have with La Vega and Argyle. It'll be up in Argyle, but we'll be there. Um, and, um, and then you got China Spring and Lampasas, which is a top 10 uh, game here in the state. And I think that's going to be a really fun one. That's where Chad Conine will be on Friday night. Uh, Cougars are playing very, very well. I was impressed. Not that they just went to Brownwood and won, but kind of the way they did it. And they're doing it with, you know, China Spring to me always uh, had pretty good quarterbacks and, and really flung the ball around a lot. To me, this China Spring team may be a little more run the ball and play defense kind of thing. I mean, their defense has been getting it done. And then they have Emmanuel Abdallah, who I think is second in Central Texas in rushing. He's got like 650 yards, uh, you know, like 11 touchdowns already through three games. So that's, that's pretty impressive. And then Major Bowden is their uh, um, quarterback, and he's he's kind of a running threat as well. So, China Springs a team to watch, and I think they're on the rise there with Brian Bell. But those will be two of the games we're at. I think we've, we're going to about uh, seven of them this week. So some other fun ones on the board, you know. Uh, I think Robinson plays Fairfield and uh, Riesel Bosqueville. I mean, there's you know, there's always a lot of good local games. And I, what I've you know the the upside of the pandemic, if you can say that, is I think a lot of these uh, teams have tried to limit their travel as much as possible so that leads to i think a little bit more local games you know in, in non-district play which i'm all for that yeah those teams try to stay home and then there's those who can't because nobody will play them and so yeah. the, the la vegas and the marts they have to hit yeah. the road don't they yeah they do absolutely and and we've, we've found that don hyde and Kevin Hoffman, they will play anybody, anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you're talking uh, fourth straight top ten opponents that, that La Vega is playing this week. I mean, that's ridiculous. And, it's, uh, and, and, they've, and they've been impressive in those games, so you bet. Hey, Bryce, we appreciate it. Look forward to it, and look forward to Saturday when the Bears take on the Houston Cougars. Should be a lot of fun, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.